this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and... What do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Very special, very jam-packed edition of Black Opinions Matter. My name is Amino Hassan. Joined as always, Black Trey, Waz, Big Waz, uh, Jerv, and Rob Lopez on production. And we got so many guests today, I can't even count them. But we're gonna start with our resident music historian, expert, educator herself. The you know her from the Sunday sermons. Her name is Naima. What's up, Naima? Hi guys. Hey Naima. Yo, Thanks yo. for joining us. Man, we're, we're so so excited when when we said, Do you think Naima would want to come on on Monday? And Rob sent the message and he said within like 30 seconds, you're like, absolutely. So are you kidding me? Oh my god. <laughs> So before before we st- we talk about the the Teddy Riley babyface live issues, uh, we got a lot of young listeners, Naima. So edu- let's educate the young people why they should care about who Teddy Riley is and who Babyface is. So Teddy Riley and Babyface collectively helped to create, along with Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, what's known as the New Jack Swing sound and era. 
um, credit goes to Teddy, but um, L.A. and Face and and I was playing who that is and Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis really crafted it. Babyface used to be um, an, a writing and production team with L.A. Reid, who you guys might know as the former president of Epic or the former president of Job or the former president of Arista. But what you might know them both for is LaFace, which is the record label that Usher was on and Tony Braxton was on and TLC was on and Outkast was on, etc. LaFace is L.A. and Babyface. Um, but it, so he has... Aside from being a co-owner of the label with L.A., they, as a writing and production team, have written most of Bobby Brown's Don't Be Cool album, with the exception of My Prerogative, which Teddy Riley did. Um, All of Tony Braxton's hits, um, Babyface himself with massive hits, the entire Waiting to Excel soundtrack, the Boomerang soundtrack, the Soul Mm -hmm. Food soundtrack, Um, When You Believe, Mariah Carey, and Whitney Houston. Um, I mean— Babyface has 26 career number one hits. I'm just going to say that. Kevin Campbell, can we talk? That's Babyface. Um, So, yeah, it's a lot of the sound of the night. Like Between Face, L.A. and Face and Ted and Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, it's the entire sound of the early 90s up to, like, we went into the hip-hop soul era. And without Teddy Riley, we really wouldn't have gotten so far into the marriage of R&B and hip-hop which, you know, morphed into where we are today in music. So everything you guys love from the 90s, even if it was a different producer that did it, these guys were partially responsible for making it happen or even largely responsible, I would say, for the for the cultural movement around it. Yeah. I got to I got to say I mean Naima Jerv, uh Trey, I I didn't realize Babyface wrote so many, so many joints. Like, I, I, cause I, I went into it thinking, like, I mean, you know, Babyface himself as an artist has joints, but I'm like, I mean, is he really on the level of, a, of a Teddy Riley? But I didn't realize his his discography as far as stuff that he's penned goes so deep, man. It's so, I mean, it's so many different artists, and going from such a long period of time, I, I feel ashamed to not know how how crazy this guy's uh, catalog is. I don't think I don't think you're alone in that. Um, actually, my maybe second or third music sermon ever was about Babyface for that very reason. People think of Face, you think of slow jams and ballads, and you know, very slow tempo, mellow grooves. But early Babyface, he had a lot of joints. Like a lot of people going back to the Bobby Brown "Don't Be Cruel" album, they think that whole album was Teddy, and it wasn't. Teddy did one single. That was L.A. and Babyface. On Our Own was Face. Um, from the Ghostbusters 2 soundtrack, Humping Around was Face. You know, he had he had some hot joints too, um, which he's done a. You know, it was what was concerning was Face has way more hits than Teddy, but Teddy has more. And this actually isn't my phrasing. Um, Fonte from Foreign Exchange and Little Brother and um, the QLS podcast came up with this. Babyface has more hits. Teddy has more jams. Like he has more joints mm. that like make you want to dance, that make you want to groove. And you don't really think of face for the up and up tempos, just mids and ballads. But he stacked his deck properly tonight. He yeah. gave um, he gave Teddy a run for his money. Yeah, no, absolutely. That that's the part that shocked me was because I knew he wrote a lot, but I figured it was all those like ballads and you know maybe a tony braxton Hi. like um you're making me high like those kind of soft songs not real i didn't re- so you just said like teddy riley only did one song and don't be cruel i thought he did the whole album because that was to me right. that's such a teddy riley sound right like that's the sound of teddy riley production 
But um, yeah, I was shocked to find out that Babyface did a lot of up tempo stuff. And he, in fact, he said, I can't remember what track he said. Uh, right now in this in this uh, battle that just happened right now, um, he said, actually, that was the song that made me like inspired me to really study your work and kind of emulate more of it, which I thought was a pretty cool compliment for him to right. give. I don't remember what song that was either, but they've been freezing and going back. <laughs> All right. So, so we gave the people the history lesson. That's cool. You know who these guys are now. You educated yourselves. Many of the songs you love, they are probably responsible for. Cool. Now let's get to the part that makes it perfect because Saturday was a highly anticipated event. Remember it was supposed to happen like a week earlier, a couple weeks earlier, two weeks ago, like two weeks earlier, two weeks earlier. And Teddy Riley decided that somehow, even though all of these artists and all these producers and everybody had done it in a certain way without a hitch and everyone was loving it, he wanted to do it different. First, he wanted to charge people a cover charge to get in, (laughs) which never made any sense. Um, He didn't charge people a cover. It wasn't that. He wanted to. No, that was his original thing. He wanted to charge a cover. He wanted to move it to his platform, which is ad-supported, which is a little different. He just wanted to monetize it. Yeah, and also, um, and also, uh, Kenny got got sick. I mean, so oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they said he had Corona. Even if Kenny hadn't got sick, I still blame Teddy because he yeah, hundred (laughs) percent. He was like, (laughs) he still was trying to change it, which is why we got into the problem we got to yesterday. Well, so yeah, so Saturday's show was. Look, Naima, you are a purist. I don't know how you ab- absorbed that night, but for me, it was the best case scenario because them <laughs> playing songs is cool, but him flaming out that hard and old boy in the background with the bucket hat dancing as hard as he was and the jokes in the comments. And here comes Tyrese saying, throw the tile in, not the towel, but the in- the tile. All of that to me was so much he better. He embarrassed me so much, man, for him being thing. from Watts. He embarrassed me so much with that stuff, spelling tile, T-I-L-E. Do you think he thinks it's tile? He he thought the saying was throwing the tile because when people post (laughs) screen cap, he was coming back like, I know how to spell tile. Yes, we know. That's not the saying. (laughs) Oh, my God. Throwing the damn tile. (laughs) Oh, my God. I mean, I'm just thinking about Rocky. I mean, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, exactly. And then and then they throw like an actual like ceramic tile into right, <laughs> right. And and you know, for me, man, uh, and I was telling the this in the chat, and, and Trey, I was like, yo, this is this is just what Harlem dudes do. They just extra yeah, uptown dudes. It's it's just extra. It's like the full band, the whole staff, a boom mic. Well, that's the thing. So the night night he announced that he was going to battle Teddy, which was in early April, um, I mean, that he was going to battle face, Teddy did a little, well, it's supposed to be like a little live stream performance on this platform, um, Omni Stream, Omni Play, Omni, something like that, um, that he's an investor in. And... I went to check it out. I was thinking it was going to be, you know, very low, pro, sparse, as everybody's concerts in a time of social distancing has been. This nigga had a seven-piece band, a DJ, Black Street, sound text, three cameras. <laughs> like, it was it was a lot of what you saw last night in terms of the setup. Drums, like, DJ, everything. So everybody was styled, groomed. And I was like, 
no social distancing. And I was like, is he serious right now? He can't be for real. So (laughs) I was not surprised when I heard that he had issues with the idea of going on to Instagram because Teddy is very extra. I've seen Teddy live often and I don't, as much as I love this era of music, as much as I love these songs, I don't love his show because he puts too much on it. He sings over everything. He has the synthesizers and the vocoder over everything. He got dancers. He's got pyro. He's got sound effects. Nobody needs all that. Nobody needs all that. So when yeah, you think he's so Sammy Davis? I was on yesterday and saw that. I was unsurprised. I was, but I didn't expect it to go that. I called it last week that he was going to have issues because he was going to be doing too much. But I didn't expect it to go that badly. I mean, like, and my favorite part was, my, I, I really enjoy finding out who doesn't know shit about, like, very basic technology. Because there was a, a moment where he kept trying, to, and some people in the chat as well, kept trying to blame Babyface because he had AirPods in. I'm like, AirPods, AirPods are not controlling what's happening over there with an echo. The echo is because he doesn't have a studio monitors on, and so the, the regular speakers are booming, getting picked up by his mic, and that's why you get an echo. I know this because we do a podcast for a living. And so if we <laughs> unplugged our headphones right now, while we're all we're all wearing headphones right now, if we unplugged, what would happen is your computer speakers would boom out the, the sound, and it would get picked up again by your microphone, and we'd have echoes, and that's why we take care of it. I would think that someone who works in the music industry, who works around sound a lot more than we do with our weekly podcast, would know this. But somehow, no, and none of, and this is the, the frustrating part because this happened again tonight. His phone was dying, and he has people coming in and out of the room, and nobody, not one of these people that he has living in his house or in the studio or whatever, had the foresight. Hey, by the way, you may want to plug your phone in because right, this thing is going to go off. Let's charge your headphones just in case. But, like, not only that, but every time somebody comes in to help Teddy do something, it gets worse. It's like, <laughs> no, that and that's what's happening tonight. So even as we're taping, right as we were getting on, something happened with Teddy left. Teddy kept calling people in and out the room. On our side, everything looked fine. Maybe, I think his phone was about to die or something. He call, He's calling people in and out the room. No, something else happened. He was freezing. I don't know. He keeps calling people in and out the room. Face is playing a song. He leaves the room. Ace don't really know what to do. He's like, uh, well, maybe I'll play this. Maybe I don't know what Teddy's doing. Then Teddy's side disappears altogether. Face can't add it back in. They have, Babyface has a song and they each of them have one more song left. We're on round 9.5, right? We're on the back end of round nine. And now, since we've been on, Teddy's just in, oh, now he just clicked off. Teddy was just in his joint by himself. Because Babyface was like, well, we'll go to Teddy's. And then Teddy was just in by himself all this time. <laughs> so were, you, like, were you? <laughs> and I mean, Babyface was like, it's not Teddy's fault. It's Teddy's fault. It's happening yeah, on it's, Teddy's it's, side. It's, it's Teddy's it's, fault. It's, it's it's his fault. He has bad internet. He he, he He's doing too much he with, the, with the cast and the crew. You have to social listen. Yeah, no. <laughs> like, if Yo, the comments are and, telling and, you one thing... You, you always have to pay attention to the comments, whether it's funny, whether it's a good question, oh, etc. Oh, of course. How do you think he feels? Yesterday, nobody was looking at the comments. Well, I think he's happy. I think he's happy because I'm looking at the comments. He's happy because his joints are going to stream. They're going to. They're, they're both going to see a, a crazy uptick in streams. Um, like there was five hundred thousand people at the peak of this shit watching yeah. live like that, which is. Insane, <laughs> like kind of crazy. Five forty-seven, almost six at one point. Yeah, 
Like, that's uh, that's crazy, man. I mean, yeah. all in all, and he seemed like he was really happy throughout the entire thing. Like, he seemed legitimately geeked about the entire experience. Are y'all, are y'all surprised? I mean, I guess I shouldn't be surprised, but I find it a little surprising when you go in there and the number of, I guess, celebrities or famous people, whatever you want to call it, who enthusiastically know every single song. I'm like, yo, man, like, to think when I see y'all out in the street, I would think y'all don't even know any of this stuff. I guess it's weird because I know for many of these people in the entertainment industry, there's a pressure to be current, to be with everything that's new and all that. And I, I don't know. I like, did, did, did you guys get any kind of short and Floyd or whatever, like kind of feeling of a really word? It's like that. Um, not, not me. Like, especially if, if, if folks are black, like, and if you are black American, that's what I think. Um, that's what I think is important, right? Like for me, like my mom wasn't playing this shit in the house, right? Cause she's Caribbean, she's Haitian, but my older siblings are 11 and 13 years older than me. So this is right in their demo. But if that's what wasn't the case, like I know I wasn't seeking out Babyface on my own. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and they definitely weren't playing it at family events and all of that. But like, if you were black American, like, I don't see how you wouldn't know all of these records. Cause you know, not only would maybe if you're of a certain age, you would have been right in this, like your parents would have been listening to it and playing it for you. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, right, right. I, I didn't even think about that, that some of these people are, they weren't around for it, but their parents were. And so right. that's where their love for it came. Yeah, and their parents was at the video shoots. <laughs> well, this is not, for me, this is high school. For me, this is um, Babyface and Teddy's careers. For me, both started in middle school, and the peak of their careers for me is in high school. Um, so this is my era. So I'm more the person who has to remind myself how old this music is when I, cause I like somebody said to me the other day, he didn't know who Teddy Riley was. And I was like, yesterday, he was like, I didn't, I had to be honest. I had to look up Teddy Riley. I didn't know who he was. And I was like, what? Are you talking, what? Yes. How do you not know who Teddy Riley is? And he was like, well, I didn't know. I didn't keep up with band members. I was like, but as a producer, how do you not know who Teddy Riley is? Like literally, even if you don't band think you music, like if you hear new Jack swing, you hear Teddy Riley's name right behind it all the time. So I have to remind myself sometimes how, A, how young people are, B, like I've talked about with you guys here before, how Gen X, my folks, haven't played our music around our kids the way our parents did for us, and how we're you guys are just starting to get, they're just starting to be current songs with 90 samples. It's like 10 years behind the curve, whereas when I was growing up, we had all the 70s and 80s right. samples. But and you guys don't have a lot of sample music, period. And there's no video channels. There's no like you only listen. You only hear what you seek out or what's played around you. So I have to remind myself that everybody may not know this music, you know. Yo, Trey. Yo. Yo, you know what I hate more than anything? What What do you hate? Man, when I got like a big bill that I got to pay like on a Wednesday but I don't get paid until Friday. It's it's so stressful. I don't want to be late on paying the bill, but at the same time, I don't know what to do because like my direct deposit don't hit until Friday. And so I, it's kind of one of those things where do I try to run it anyway and, and maybe risk an overdraft and they got to charge me a bunch of fees there. It's really stressful. But luckily there's a solution now. Current is a mobile bank 
with a Visa debit card that gets you paid up to two days faster and gives you free overdraft up to $100 with no hidden fees. If you're like me, my old bank would charge these overdraft fees. So it's not just that I don't have the money, but then they would charge me like $35 for going overdraft on it. So you get really down deep into debt with the bank for just trying to spend money that you knew was going to come like 48 hours later. Um, so basically, as I said, you normally get paid on Friday. You, you switch your direct deposit to current. You'll get paid on Wednesday. That's two days faster. And they give you the free overdraft up to $100 with overdrive. So if you spend over your balance, you won't get declined and you won't get charged any fees. And let me tell you something, Trey, I don't know about you. Maybe getting declined might be more embarrassing than getting hit with them fees. Because if you've taken out a certain someone for a special day and you going like $5 over your limit or what you got in that account and getting that uh-uh, when they, they look at you and they judge you uh, I don't I, I don't wish that on my worst enemy you can use over 55,000 free ATMs with current and deposit checks with the camera on your phone no more going to ATM to deposit a check like it was the 90s it's the 21st century now we can do things with our phones current is a real bank account it's not a prepaid card so it works with apple pay google pay cash app venmo you can even instantly send money for free using your current tag current notifies you when you spend and lets you pause your card instantly in the app that's very convenient once again especially if you lose your card you're worried did i actually lose it or is it just under my bed or something you can pause it from the app on your phone and then that way you do a thorough search and oh there's my card you just start it all over you don't have to cancel cards and do all that other stuff the extra stuff that has perks like instantly refunding the holes that gas stations put on your cards so you don't need to wait days just to get your own money back from the pump even if you're under 18 guys you can still get an account with current it only takes two minutes to sign up and current will ship a card to you for free download current now get a current black premium card when you go to current.com and enter the promo code bom again current.com promo code bom for your current black premium card okay so so let me ask pick a before we pick who won quote unquote won uh just go around the room and we'll start with naima favorite song from each guy that they play so not necessarily their song but the song that they wrote produced whatever oh um or at least one that made you go oh like made you sit up I mean, I know their catalogs back and forth. I sure. think the I think the only one that um made me do a double take was when um Teddy played The City Is Mine, played Jay the City oh, Is Mine. Oh yeah, yeah. Which I definitely haven't listened to that song in twenty years, but or whenever, you know, that that album came out when it what was it? Like it was what was that, volume three or something? But that was volume that was uh volume one. Volume one. Um, but anyway, I definitely haven't listened to the song since that time. Uh, and cause it's not my favorite Jay song. And I don't think he should have played it last night, but I was like, okay, I definitely forgot he did that. That really is the only real surprising thing that came out of, um, Teddy's catalog for me, but it's just because I keep their music on rotation. Like the shit just came out. So like, I was just listening to it yesterday, you know, like that type of thing. So, um, but, but I am curious to hear what it was for you all. So like you guys mentioned about like, the, the unexpected, like, I'm shocked that a person knew that. Uh, my family loved Babyface and Teddy Riley. And we would do the whole uh, Soul Train line stuff. And like Naima mentioned, T 
Teddy has jams and Babyface has like slow wine and dine stuff. So like my great aunt or whoever it may be get drunk and want to hear some face. And then the family tradition is to dance to some guy or Aaron Hall or et cetera. And obviously with these songs, man, just got paid was crazy. Um, what else was it? Uh, is it good to you? Let's chill. My, 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 like they, they got some ridiculous hits. Um, I made a playlist. I was up to like 41 songs, three hours and 23 minutes, even though they were only playing a minute and 30 seconds. You just find out how strong their pen was or the production side. But I think it was more so battle of the pen tonight. So pick one, pick a song that made you like sit up. It doesn't even mean they, oh, you just, just discovered. Oh, t- Tony Braxton, you making me, like- you making me high. Cause that like, yeah. set it up i mean if yeah. all the sound quality was actually there where it's supposed to be we would have been in there jamming like if they had no difficulties yeah. and nothing happened we would have been in there jamming but it was just like teddy will play a banger like i think the only thing he threw me off was michael jackson jam shout off to that record but it didn't really fit and then also jay-z uh the city is mine was like bro, just oh, keep wow. it r&b uh, i think he's probably gonna say remember the time for last two i think that was probably his last round uh, Jerv. Uh, for me, it, not shockingly, was City's Mind. I forgot Teddy <laughs> did that. Like, you know what I mean? I remember it. Yeah. It's, I, it's not it was my Black favorite. Street. Black Street yeah. was on the hook, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, I forgot he did that. So that kind of made me sit up. Um, and for Face, I mean, I, I'm just a fan of his music. So pretty much everything he did, I was setting up just listening to because I, I really bang with his music so the only one that really caught me off guard was the city is mine now was uh caught me off guard was was the show <laughs> like that, yeah that, that 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 definitely caught me off guard um with, with teddy um i think you know i think my favorite joint from face was tevin campbell obviously you know i feel like that's his that's that's his joint that that gets played at parties. Not like whenever DJs want to tell you that it's time to go home, they start playing Tevin Campbell. Um, but shit, man, the Black Street before I let go. I mean, oh, before man. I let what you go, that song. was that was my that was my joint, man. And I was I was I was really into Black Street. Even even as a kid who was just like you know a nappy headed hip hop head, I, I was really into Black Street at the time, man. So those oh, are the two man. joints I, I would say. But the show, I was like, "Damn, Teddy Riley did that." That's well, crazy. He talking about he produced it like pretty much in his house, in his projects. <laughs> like the, that's the sto- that's so the ill story. to me. I wanted more stories out of them, to be honest. Yes, I wanted more sure. like those behind the. What's up? I said they were kind of stiff on that. Like Face was trying to throw stories in, but they were complete non sequiturs. Like it didn't yeah. make any sense at all. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, with the Halle Berry joint. He was like, "I was like, in the car with." You know, yeah, Michael called me. He wanted a date with Holly Berry. And he's like, I was in the car with Pebbles and Tony, and we went to camp. <laughs> like, what are you talking Like, I didn't even know. I was like, where are you even going? And then he would play, like, some whole other artist. It's like, where, what are you, where are you even going with this? I don't understand. These are terrible names. What's up, Jordan? I was going to say, Faces, uh, his shade was at an all-time high, in my uh, opinion. I felt like a... I feel like a lot of it was just like little brother and them. Yeah, no, they're, they're, he definitely was stunning them. But yeah, but he also terrible name dropper, man. Like he's 
<laughs> he's picking, you know, pick that up left and right. And, and like I said, yeah, that's how you know you're, when well, you're terrible name dropper, when you just literally just, you know, just, just non sequiturs, things that have nothing to do with nothing. It's just, it's a story just to basically, the, the purpose of the story just to reveal that Michael Jackson really liked your song. <laughs> oh, Michael Jackson, Madonna, they didn't agree on much, but they agreed they liked this song. Oh, shut up, man. That's not a story. <laughs> like, I need a story. Like, Teddy Riley talking about... That's a sick flex, though. It is. I know. <laughs> I know. But you're, you're baby face. You shouldn't have to Oh, my that. God. Brianna's back in the fucking live. I can't take it. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so... so um, well, actually, I guess I have to give my answer. Um, I was definitely surprised about the show. I was definitely surprised. Not surprised, but kind of like, oh, about uh, City is Mine. Um, but yeah, TLC, man, when he played Red Light Special, I was just like... Okay, like that—that <laughs> that really kind of like that because TLC. I think that was one. Of, that was the first album I bought on Columbia House. It was like one of the group of ten albums that I got for one penny from Columbia House. One of them was TLC, uh, Crazy Sexy Cool, and it, that was such a great album. And of course, I knew because it was a LaFace record. I, I knew he had his imprint all over. It. But it's just you know, you, you forget. You just you don't think these things are on top of mind. Um, and then. Uh, the Michael Jackson catalog stuff with with uh, Teddy, um, yeah, Trey. I know you said it felt kind of out of place, but it, I, that's something I definitely always forget. And so, uh, Naima, just really quick, uh, do you know the genesis of how him and Michael Jackson came to be working together? Well, there's two different stories. So, one story is that. Mike was already familiar with Teddy and his sound and he wanted to update his sound for the Dangerous album. So it was still kind of like the height of the New Jack Swing era. So he called Teddy. Heavy says that Mike called him to do... So, and Teddy has said that he told Mike to get Heavy for Jam. Heavy once said that Mike called him for Jam. He didn't like the track. He suggested Mike call Teddy and that's how they got together. So right. I, and Michael, unfortunately, isn't here. For you. But but I'm inclined, just based on who Heavy is and the other, like Heavy is the reason Puff got hired. You know, like Heavy's made yeah. other connections in the music industry. Heavy brought Albie Shore to Uptown. I'm inclined to believe, Heavy told Dre to sign Jodeci. I'm inclined to believe Heavy. Got you. All right, Naima, last question for you before before we let you go. Uh, what is your dream IG battle? Like that hasn't happened yet, or maybe it has happened, but what was your dream? On opposite for R&B, my dream was actually for LA and Face to go up against Jimmy and Terry. Their catalogs Ooh. are the um, and their trajectory as um, trajectory as a writing and production team is the closest. But Jimmy. I've heard has absolutely no interest in doing this whatsoever. My second one is a party slash remix battle with Puff and JD. Oh, that would be great. JD yeah, is already thirsty. He going to everybody live saying he's ready. Battle. Yeah, my guess is that Puffy doesn't wanna. My guess is that Puffy doesn't wanna like, I guess, condescend to this. Well, because I was surprised when he did a dance with on instead of doing the IG battle. Um, or or that Puff is trying to, which I wouldn't be mad at, that Puff is trying to organize, like, the hit, throwing a hitman in something, which I also wouldn't be mad at. But I would just want to see all the hitmen against each other. By the way, really quick on Jimmy Jam, I discovered on Saturday when the original battle fizzled, D-Nice went on and he started playing music. 
And he played, I did not know this, the 1980s human league song. I'm only human, which yeah. is a very white song written and produced by Jimmy Jam. And I was like, really? Like this yep. dude is out here making money. then. Yeah. Yeah. They did. I would say that Jimmy and Teddy's catalog, Jimmy and Terry's catalog is actually full of more. I didn't know they did that song than, than face in LA. And I just did it. I think I actually pinned it to, I think it's actually pinned to the top of my page. Um, at Naima at Twitter, I did a sermon on them last week. So oh. they definitely, they have an even more vast catalog than Babyface. Well, Face may have more because of his solo stuff, but they actually do have more. People think of Janet with them first, but they did a lot more and they have a much wider catalog. You'd be very surprised. All right, Naima, thank you so much for educating us, making us smarter and uh, bringing perspective to the shenanigans that thank happened in the last couple of days. Okay, thank bye you. guys. So thank much. you, Naima. Bye. All right. If you're listening to this podcast, you're stuck inside the house with your significant other. I want you to play close attention. Today's sponsor, Manscaped, can help you out and make the most of your time together. Manscaped promotes clean hygiene when it comes to shaving your balls. That's right. I said it, ladies and gentlemen, shaving your balls. It's time to quarantine, Manscaped, and chill. Manscaped is the only men's brand dedicated to below-the-waist grooming and hygiene. You're probably spending more time than ever with your significant other right now. Let me tell you, if you don't keep it clean down there, your partner will notice. I'm telling you, you don't want to be walking around with a bush looking like uh, like my beard right now sticking out all prickly. You, you don't want that, man. You want to be clean shaven. Then look, I don't. I haven't shaved or gotten a haircut from the neck up since the pandemic hit. Downstairs, you best believe the lawnmower is putting in work on my package, keeping it nice and clean down there because you never know. Even for myself, I don't even do it for another person. I do it for my own sanity and hygiene. Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with their perfect package 3.0 Essentials Kit, the perfect tools for your family jewels. The perfect package 3.0 kit comes with new and improved lawnmower 3.0. It's waterproof, it's cordless, it's a body trimmer, and a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your manscaping routine. This third-generation trimmer, guys, it features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to prevent manscaping accidents. And you know, if you've ever manscaped down there, when you get those cruddy old clippers and they go like. It is the worst pain known to man. Guess what? Millions, I'm not exaggerating, millions of balls are about to be nick-free thanks to Manscaped's advanced skin-safe technology. And of course, let's not forget about the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. It sounds funny, but guess what? You already put deodorant on your armpits, right? Why aren't you putting your deodorant on the smelliest part of your body, your ball sack? Subscribers get a new replacement blade refill to your lawnmower trimmer delivered to your door every three months, making sure your trimmer always stays fresh and clean. Again, get rid of those rusty, cruddy old clippers that's giving you that, that worst pain known to man. For a limited time, subscribers get not one, but two free gifts. The Shed Travel Pack, excuse me, the Shed Travel Bag, $39 value add, and the Patented high-performance, anti-chafing Manscaped Boxer Breeze. This is the perfect package 
for your package. Get 20% off of your order plus free shipping with the code BOM at manscaped.com. Do yourself a favor. Always use the right tools for the job. Again, that's 20% off and free shipping with the code BOM at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code BOM. Most people are loading up on toilet paper, but I'm loading up on Manscaped products. Help your relationship out during this quarantine. Your partner, your body, and your balls will thank you. Uh, welcome back to the show, B. If you're if you're listening, we just wrapped up with Naima talking Teddy Riley and Babyface. And now we brought on our guest, uh, B, to talk Insecure. Uh, she was on last week with us. Uh, and then we also have Amin joining us. So um, let's start the show off with, uh, we get Molly. And it seems like a Molly-focused um, episode. But then we also get a three-way triangle with uh, Issa, Condola, and Lawrence. Um, there's a particular uh, scene uh, where Issa invites Molly to a dinner but doesn't tell her that Condola is there. Um, my question for the panel is, have you uh, ever invited someone to dinner and not let them know that another person was joining you guys? All the goddamn time. Yeah, nobody cares, bro. Yeah. All the time, unless nobody. it's they have, unless they have like a there's a beef or there's like, hey man, I should yeah. let you know so and so is coming here. But if it's just like friends and like, oh yeah, no, you're but some I'm, of but my I'm friends saying, from like, make it. I'm talking about make it uncomfortable, awkward beef. Like that's where oh, that's no. where who all gonna be there comes into play. Yeah, but that's that's not what happened in that episode, right? Molly was catching feelings for some reason because I guess she feels like she's losing, she's losing her, her best friend, friend, probably. Yeah, but but that's like I, I, that's corny. corny. That's Matt Cornball. Babe. It's like you. Corny. She annoyed the hell out of me this episode. Like, and and but but my shit is like, what are you tight about for real? Like for real, for, like what are you actually tight about? Like that this girl is finding new friends or that. You know, you miss having a little lap dog. Like I don't, I don't understand oh. the angle that she's coming That's from, what it is. man. Like, like one minute is like, yo, I want you to find your way and do your thing and stop being a mess and blah blah blah. And like, as soon as she starts doing that, oh, you messy for being friends with this chick because she, yeah. you know, she's Boss. letting your ex pop. Like, I mean, it's life. Boss. Boss. <laughs> she was dependent on Issa's dependency. There you go. Yes, Once sir. Once the dependency went away. She don't felt, get to feel superior anymore. Exactly. Exactly. She got her shit together. Now I was like, oh, fuck. Who, how, how can I, who's my measuring stick that I can feel good about myself anymore? That's what that is. B, what's well, your, shit, what's your perspective on this from a woman's perspective? <laughs> I was with Molly. Like, sometimes you just want to be with your friend so you can mm, talk mm. shit without having to tune someone in. Like, let them know what you're talking about. They don't know the backstory. They don't know, you know, like, I feel like Molly just wanted to talk about Andrew and kind of, you know, see what's going on with um, Issa and Lawrence. I mean, you can't always friend blend. You have to give someone a heads up. That's right. Friend blend. I like friend, that. Friend blend <laughs> is great because those are the situations that we all come into honestly thinking like, okay, that dude's cool and the other homie's cool. This has to work. It's no way like it doesn't work. Nah. I, and sometimes the, it just the chemistry doesn't even like go that well. And obviously in this right. situation, you know, like again, like B said, is that Molly came already stressed out, thinking like, "Girl, we're gonna have drinks, and you gonna help me, whether she's lap dog or not. You're gonna help me get out of this funk." And now I have to kind of like hold back that vent session or that 
conversation for another time because now we have another person joining. But I also don't want to look crazy because it would look nuts. Like me actually tripping, yeah. like why she can't be there. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. My question is... I, I, look, Trey, yeah. I can understand being disappointed that you didn't get the one-on-one. Like you was like, all right, I came here to do one thing. Now I'm doing a completely different thing. Like, all right, cool. I can... But like the the level of disappointment, I'm like, I mean, <laughs> you know, like I have a I don't best know. friend that I've been friends with for 20 years, and yeah. she has friends. She's in the military, so she has our army friends, and I don't know them like that. And nah, you're not gonna know I them mean, like not, that. Not sure. to be like shady, but when no, I sure. spend time with her, I want time with her. Yes, yes, yeah, of course, for sure, for sure. I, it, and I and I and I feel that. Was is that a situation where we say guys look at it different? Yeah, it's different. I mean, and and even with, amongst us, I think there are homies that um, you can't, you know, you can't bring them to certain places, right? Like, Reach. like a homie, like I can tell, yo, <laughs> yo, I mean, I'm about to tell a story um, related to Reach. Um, oh. <laughs> freaking, no, I took this dude to to a house party that, that Amber Rose was throwing at her crib and Reach got completely wasted and went into the pool with all of his clothes on. <laughs> that, doesn't, that doesn't sound like the Reggie I know. <laughs> Yo, he had his, his mics on and everything. Like, <laughs> Oh, yeah, he was pop. He was pop, but that's one of those crazy plus ones where you're like, Hey, yo, who yeah. man is this? You know that's yeah, your yeah, man, yeah. but you're trying to play it off like, I don't even know that yeah, cat, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let me tell you so something. Let me, say, let, me, let me stick up for Reggie in one way, right? Like, he is a coin flip because for every story like that, whose man is that? I don't know the dude. There's another story where, like, the big person of the party yeah. is enamored with him and he becomes best friend. People are like, yo, best. who is this dude? I, I love this guy, blah, 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 yeah. blah. So it could go either way. But you know when you're bringing that person around, like, you know, it can go so many different directions. <laughs> so many. Yeah. yeah, he's a he's a cat for sure. But um, no, but 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 I but I think to answer your question, Trey, I think you know if you have a good sense of who your homies are, like you know who the people are that are gonna is gonna be fine when they click up, right? I, like me on the outside looking in, I don't see why Molly and Condola wouldn't be wouldn't vibe. Like, they seem to be of the same sort of, I don't know, I don't know how to explain it, but, like, they, you know, the they uppity. fancy they, Negroes. Yeah, like, yeah, the fancy, no, two fancy Negroes should be linking up if, as far but as But in the situation of how you're trying to put it, was is that there should only be one. <laughs> right? Is that what you're trying to you. It's only should be you. one. Jerv, do, Jerv you got something on this? Oh. <laughs> As, as the resident fancy uh, Negro for the for the uh, prestigious university that I went to, yeah. um, <laughs> I, I'll say that yo know, Molly's at an age where she's not trying to make new friends. Yeah, Jerry, like, there's no new friend shit. Yeah, last you're, week. you're the king. You're the king <laughs> no, of I'm, no new friends, bro. You're killing me with no, that. No, it's not that. It's not that I don't make new friends. It's not that. I, it's not that Molly's not going to make new friends, but she has her core group of people. Like I got my core group of people or whatever the case may be that I talk to on a regular or that I kick it with. And then every now and then you meet a couple new people, but like, you don't, you don't go searching. Y'all like y'all are, everyone's of the age right now. You're not going to search for a new friend. Facts. Uh, yeah. Nobody's searching it. Like, sure. searching. Okay, yeah, like the first thing you do, if you move to a new city is you hit people that you already know. I mean, what were you going to say? 
Well, I, I wanted to ask the, the other thing that's kind of related to this a little bit is the idea that Molly is in a relationship or she's in a situation where she didn't want a relationship. She wanted just something convenient, whatever. And then she started talking about he doesn't open up, which to me sounds like someone who's looking for something serious. But I was wondering um, if everybody ha- had experienced that as far as someone trying to get you to open up and you're like, I'm not no offense, but I'm not here to open up. I'm not, not saying it has to be like a physical situation solely, but just like, can, can it not just be jokes and, and uh, going to a show and then kind of take it back to the crib? I don't press any guy to open up. I think that's something that should always come natural. I mean, you can let them know, like, here, you know, if there's anything you want to talk about, you can feel comfortable to say that to me or, you know, just give them the, the floor to be able to say what they have to say when they're ready to say it. I feel like Molly was kind of like a low-key low kind of pressing him a little bit. Also, man, I've, yo, man, I've, I've never <laughs> I've never heard the complaint, yo, he's too mysterious. But I have heard the complaint, <laughs> bro, he always in his feelings, always sharing some shit. Yeah. Like, God damn, this dude always crying about some shit. Like, Sensitive people thug. will complain. Yeah, people will complain about that other side, like the dude is not even being cagey. He's just like if the dude says, "Yo, I don't even know what my sister is." You know that's deep. Like for right, that, that's not yeah. like you. You already know that's something. Like that's got to be some type of extreme situation for that to be the case. So for you to be like, "No, nah, just tell me all your business." <laughs> like what? All right, <laughs> moving more. Moving on to the show. Um, there's a situation where there's like this. This still ongoing love triangle of. Issa finding this new best friend in Condola, but then also Lawrence is her ex and Lawrence has a problem with it and makes it very obvious, actually loses his appetite, loses his train of thought because now he's like, oh, you guys are talking about me. Uh, My question for the panel is, would you contact your ex to tell her or him to keep your name out of your mouth? Uh, Yeah, out of your mouth, whether good or bad. Go I wouldn't have contacted anybody. Hold on, I want to hear from first. B first. Okay. <laughs> you want me to go first? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think Lawrence is wrong. I would never hit up anybody. My thing is, I feel like Lawrence is afraid that Condola is going to find out that he was trash for four out of the five years they were together. What? Yeah, like he's trying to... <laughs> I, I, want, I, want, I know Waz has a Lawrence reply for this. Trash? <laughs> I'm not even... <laughs> I'm not Lawrence, we did this last week. I, I'm, I'm, I'm off. I'm off for the Lawrence's chat. Like, because the funny thing is, is like I'm not Team Lawrence at all. But I'm just really like anti Issa as a, as a. She's an awful person. Subject awful like, like, like I'm good that, right? off of her. Um, but but no. What the reason why I wouldn't hit nobody? It's like, what are they really gonna say about me? You know what I'm saying? Like, what what could you really say about me that's gonna really? Well, um, you also make it hot mess to up us. The flow. You make the situation hot where you like had a good flow, and now you just brought this new person back in, making it seem like you're really interested in them again. And that situation kind of played out where he hit her up. And then now she thinks she's like has the comfortability to hit him up now. That's why I wouldn't hit her up because I don't want to start a dialogue. There you like, go. You what, create there, a dialogue. There's no reason to start a dialogue with your, with your ex, like especially <laughs> not about my new shorty. Hey, like, what she called? 
when she called him and then she was like, should I bring it up? Like, no, I don't bring it up. Hey, so how's your day? He's like, we don't have to have a conversation. I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> we can hang what? up now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that was so real. And I think that the part where he's venting to his boys about it, you know, obviously he lied to Condola saying that everything was fine. And of course, everything wasn't fine because now you got some skeletons in your closet that may interrupt your new situation. And obviously he's trying to, you know, bounce back from whatever he did with Issa five years ago and and have a clean slate. And obviously he's afraid that she may spread some stuff, but Issa's actually been team Lawrence, like not to sabotage the situation. She's just being right. over, she just overshares. She's that person of like, you know, should I tell her your, 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 your real name is Martin? Like the new name is Martin Lawrence, bro. She's like terrible at, at reading the room, bro. Yeah, she just really sucks at that, and just it's again awkward black girl. But she means well. She's not really trying to cause harm, and no, she just doesn't know when to shut up. Just doesn't know how to shut up. Exactly, I mean, and that's the situation that messes her up. I think Issa is showing some incredible maturity because now she's getting a front row seat to see the Lawrence that she knew he could have been when they were together. But now he's that for another woman, and she's still like pro Condola, pro Lauren. You don't think that's yeah, true? yes. Oh, no, that's, 100%. you're absolutely right. You're absolutely yeah, right. and she's yeah. taking a long view of like, you know what? Like the Lawrence thing is over and done with. Like that's what I think is most mature about it is is having the presence of mind to understand that it's like her and her and that dude are never going to be a thing. Um, in the future. So it's like, there's no reason to blow up a friendship with this, this, yeah. this young lady that she's become close to. And there's no reason to treat him like, there's no reason to have any awkwardness there. Cause it's like, all right, our shit ran its course. We gave it five years. We gave it the good old college try as they say. And it's a wrap, you know, yeah. like it's over. And I think that is the, my favorite part about Issa this season is just like, she's noticing that Molly is trash and she's like, yo, I, I I can behave better in the future. And she's doing that. Yo, let me I have just a question right. for the guys, though. Oh, go, go ahead. Do you think that Lawrence just kind of wants to see Issa? Nah. I, mean, I, th- I think he... sometimes want to see their nah. ex, even though they're in a but B, new situation. B, not, those... not this cash, but like just because it's kind of comfortable because you were with someone for so long. I think I think it's it plays out for anybody, and I, I'll speak for myself. Like in a situation where you be like, "Oh, I'm cool," and then you finally see that person after you haven't crossed paths. Good memories stick around, but then you also have to, if you have that that mindset to be like, "Nah, I, I remember why I stopped messing with this person." But you always think about the good times for that split second. So I think every time he sees her, he sees some type of good, but then it's also like, "Nah, I'm cool." You know what I mean? But I do think that he will give in eventually in this and make things um, rocky. You know, the thing about this on the the scenario on the show is that it was kind of forced upon him. But I I am always somebody who believes that, you know, prospering is the best revenge, right? Like glowing up is the best revenge. Like and not to say that you need to be like, yo, I hope they're going to see your new situation on the gram. Or their, their homie is going to bring it up when they're out to brunch. Like, yo, I saw such and such with this. Like, it, it's going to get out there, right? And and so I don't think you ever need to be like, yo, I want to see it. Because, like, the way technology and all that shit works these days, like, it's going to reach them. The algorithm, way the algorithm, the al- algorithm will play you <laughs> in some way. Like, you can open up the like, app and see some shit you don't want to see. Like, bro, the day any of my exes 
gets engaged, like I'm going to know within a day or two. At best, I'm going to know within two days, right? Like, even if, it, if, if if I no longer follow them on social or whatever, my homies is going to hit me like, they just going to send a screen cap to the group chat like, mm. Yo, uh, <laughs> You know what I'm saying? It's funny. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, like, the, just the other day this happened to me um, where somebody I used to date, they just had their second child, and my homies in the group chat was like, Oh, she just had a baby girl. <laughs> I was like, I mean, okay, like the chick gets married. And like, what are you telling me this for? But my homies are doing it just to rise me. But I'm just saying, like, is if you glow up, it's gonna get out there 100 percent Yo, by the way, uh, so on this topic, th- this relates to my favorite line from the episode with my man, uh, Amanda Seal's husband. When he said, when he said, What do you do? And he says, Every time I break up with a girl, I move. Damn, I miss Dallas. That's so baller. But, you know, in terms of, in terms of like wanting to see what an ex is doing, like, I'm not, like, I'm Mr. Like, you want to be friends? I can be friends. I can be cool. I don't feel that awkwardness that Lawrence and Issa felt or feel unless it was a particularly bad, toxic relationship. And if it is that, then I, then I, I'm cool with never finding out what that person is doing or talking to that person or whatever. But if, if it was, if it was a breakup, a cool breakup like theirs, yeah, I don't care. Like I, I'm not interested enough to go seek it out, but also if I'm, if it's happening, I, I'm able to live my life and continue and act like a regular person and not get all caught up in knots because uh, I see my ex. Let's close this out on a funny note. Uh, there's a situation where Issa is having sex with TSA Bay. And they switch positions and they're finally having a great time and she reaches her climax, but the condom gets stuck in Issa. Oh, Um, I thought you were going with a different direction. No, here it is. So if a condom uh, is a condom being lost in uh, in your uh, partner, a deal breaker for the woman. So that's for B to answer that question or for the guys to say, damn, I'm walling and I need to chill out. (laughs) <laughs> I've been in, right. I personally been in this situation before and obviously Same. you know you just wild and you 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 doing way too much and those situations like that is either the scariest thing because you're either thinking plan B or literally going to cop a plan B or thinking like hmm let's hope that this works out because obviously you don't know how that condom is in her B <laughs> <laughs> Because when that happened, I never talked to that guy again. Ooh. Not because I was embarrassed or whatever. It just kind of made me realize, like, I don't really like him like that. Now I have to go through these uh, precautionary measures to, like, make sure I'm safe and not pregnant. Yeah, and it's if, extra stress, if right? I wasn't able to do what I had to do, then I would have to be stuck with this guy for, what, 18 years? No. No. But I, that was really for him <laughs> but with someone that you you know know a little bit better i don't think it's a deal breaker what the deal breaker for me is is that he has two kids with one on the way mm. <laughs> there you go that's that's, that's, that's the major part lot. right that's a lot that's a lot that's that's a lot that's a lot to overcome to actually like if <laughs> son if you <laughs> if you get to the point 
Yeah, nah, you. It's a lot. It's a lot to overcome. And that's it's kinda, a lot to that's overcome. That's kind of baller to get that off, though. He got a kid on the way, and he got a fuck buddy. Yeah, like, yeah, he, yeah. That's he, a lot to. He, he killer to be for the uh, plus size man. He out here getting it off. I think it's different if somebody's like, all right, me and my per- me and my partner, we had three kids, we separated, and now you know we're just co-parenting and moving on with our life. Like, there's a certain level of like, all right, man, the three kids together, but like. You know, you having two and three baby mom, like that makes it so much more crazier. Like, you know, you just can't. Yeah, do, I just want to go ahead. I mean, no, I mean, I'm, I'm a little confused here. It's not like he did it on purpose. It was an accident. It nah, he didn't do it on purpose. All right. So why are we talking about deal breakers? But, nah, but I mean, but like, happens. you got to know when it like, come on, son. Like, oh, you know, no. the joint. Let, let me just say this. Off, let me just say like, this. Come off. Uh, I don't think that's happened to me, but like I've had it break. Yeah, and it that's is just the, as worse. <laughs> it's the but it is the funniest because it, I, I never like it broke midway through, not like at the end. So for me, it was like I mean, you know, you have sex, and then all of a sudden you're like, wow, this really feels good. Like, oh my oh, god, like my and, and, like god. I'm just like really living in that moment. And then like, all right, switch positions, and I pull out, and like it was like it had a turtleneck on, like. Yeah! Hey, man, where the rest of your shirt at? Hey, that's crazy. When when your shaft wearing a headband. (laughs) No, you know what it's like? You you guys remember there was a a SNL skit with Chris Farley, and he was wearing, like, he was kind of supposed to be like the like the the, the stripper dudes where they wear, like, a a bow tie but no shirt. Oh that's my God. Exactly. Yes. And he's flexing and all of that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly. I'm supposed to look at him and think like, what yo, the hell you are nuts. <laughs> like a Chippendales. Yeah, Chippendales. There you go. But yo, what I will say though, man, is 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 why? why I know they're doing it on purpose, but why is every every sex scene on this show makes me cringe, bro? Is it just me, or there's a lot more sex scenes this year? A lot, like in two two episodes, we've had a lot, a lot more than they've had in the past. Maybe it, yeah. Oh yeah, maybe yeah, maybe. yeah, yeah. Because they had two this episode, and you know Molly's. Yo, my man, two my last man wanted my man wanted to, wanted her to touch his button, bro. <laughs> oh wait, yo. okay. I have a question. Was he was he implying that he was getting like um his prostate type of situation or? That- that's how I took it. That's how I okay. took it. And let me just, okay. let me just say this. We're not here to judge, though. She I'm not sure exactly. I'm not, I'm not, she this is what I said. This is what I said. I said, I have no... Yo, you like what you like. Yo, you're free to do it. But don't have no fucking cute nickname for it. Yeah, the booty true. button. Just just, just say, just stick, my, stick your finger here, there, whatever. Don't that's say touch crazy. it. I'm like, bro, it's like, you got a cute name? Hey, booty, booty, ball, man. Man. booty button is crazy, though. <laughs> I don't even think she could reach his his whatever the no, area she was trying was to reach. Thing. She like she hit a fucking uh, a back dimple and just plugged <laughs> it. Dude, plugged she needs like, a, a, like a, a back a back scratcher or like a loof on a stick or something like that because there's no way she's got that kind of reach. But how do you even how do you even find it out? You just just really just random kink out one time <laughs> like oh I like that. <laughs> How you just random kink out like that? Like, yeah, go ahead and do that while I'm doing that. I don't know if you guys watch that show on FX, Dave, but there's an episode where his girl in the middle of sex just blurts out, eat my ass. I I haven't seen that one yet, but his his girl's solid, man. I always say that. All right. Did we we cover everything on Insecure? Yeah, we we covered. What's our predictions for the next episode? 
Mm. Yeah, I think the, the the Mali and Easter thing is 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 going to get worse before it gets better. Like it's 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 definitely getting worse because the first episode starts with them basically that they're not talking, and then they go back in time to six months before, mm. and, and they're showing us the pro- progression of how this relationship okay. deteriorating. So it's definitely getting worse. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if she gonna catch feelings with. Oh, and and Molly and Molly is gonna somehow squander this thing with um Asian Bay. Like that's oh, man. Ne- next episode. I saw the preview. Next episode. She I gonna... know he gonna see the family and she's still gonna mess it up. Yeah, yeah, many crazy, of people you know? have. You know when you go to that next barbecue, they be like, "What happened to such and such?" Yeah. Oh, um, you know, <laughs> 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 we've all been there. <laughs> B, you got a prediction? Yeah, I'm thinking that somehow. Lawrence is uh, going to find, well, Condola is going to find out that Lawrence and Issa linked up. Whether Condola sees a message like, yo, I'm outside, or Issa slips up and says something, it's going to be a bad uh, a bad moment, I think, with the three of them. And it puts their uh, festival or the um, music thing in jeopardy. That's what I think. Yeah, I'm, I'm with that. I definitely see Issa being the one fucking up blurting something out or mentioning it offhand because she was nervous about something else and she just started talking as she does where she just doesn't shut up and she's well, what if it's up. not what if it's not Issa if I think y'all, I'm okay y'all okay hate Issa and I think her and Condola are a oh, lot similar I, I would <laughs> say this this is what I said about Issa I think and th- th- there's a lot I of great all TV shows <laughs> and movies where I feel the same thing where the main character I, you like them as a person, but if I like you like them as a character, but if you were to describe this person in real life, you'd be like, what an awful human being. Right. <laughs> and so I don't know if you ever watched Seinfeld, Jerv, you know this, right? Where Seinfeld for eight years, however long that show was, we got, oh, I like Jerry, I like George, they're funny, Elaine, they're funny. And then the last episode, when they got to go to court and all these people are testifying about all the fucked up things they've done, and you realize, damn, ain't nobody lying. Like these are truly awful human beings, but because we're watching the show and we're rooting for them, you you kind of set that aside. Same thing like with Ghost on Power. Like Ghost is an awful human being. Like screwed over his family, his friends, everybody, right? But we're conditioned because he's the protagonist of the show to like him. So you might like Ghost. Say Ghost is my favorite character, but I guarantee if Ghost was someone in your life, you wouldn't mess with that person one bit. And East is the same kind of way. I like her. She's funny and all that. But if East were a real person like that character or a real person, I wouldn't want that person in my life. This is the messiest human being alive. <laughs> Yo, I think, I think, that, wraps, I think that wraps it up. Yeah. I can't wait for next week. I'm, I'm, I'm like I said, man, I'm really, I thought last year, last seat, the last season was kind of, eh, you know? Um, and I think a lot of it stems from them going away from the Issa Lawrence sort of storyline the show kind of lost its way but they found a way to weave them back into each other's lives and the show is basically is moving and i'm into it man i'm happy so far all right Dope. B, thank you so much Thanks, for joining me. us thank uh, you we'll see you uh maybe next week you better <laughs> <laughs> all right trey you know i was thinking the other day what were you thinking 
I, I you know, I like I, I haven't shaved or gotten a haircut or anything since the pandemic started. But I, I see you guys whenever we're on Zoom calls. I see, um, I'm on this app called House Party. I see everybody, and everyone seems to be groomed. They're shaving. They're keeping everything looking good. And I'm thinking to myself, I hope to God these guys aren't going to the the drugstore, the grocery store all the time, paying a lot of money for razors and having to keep going back and exposing themselves during this pandemic. Uh, Trey, are you are you making those kind of mistakes with your life? Nope. Uh, only 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 uh only choices here is for me, man. Oh man, see that's that's why Trey's my boy, man, because he's smart. He's got Harry's, and Harry's knows sometimes it's better to stay inside. That's why they ship directly to you so you can experience the quality of a Harry shave in just a few days from the convenience of your own home. Uh, uh, Trey, what do you love the most about using your Harry's razor? Well, it's smooth. It doesn't snag like my ingrown hair on my face. And yeah, man, it, it gets the perfect shape when whatever I'm trying to line up. I'm a goatee guy, so uh, the times when I don't shave, side of my face gets a lot of gets real hairy and it picks it right up with no snag that's that's awesome and again in these uncertain times it's got to be even more awesome to know to get that quality product you don't have to go put yourself in harm's way you can just wait for the mailman to drop off a package at your front door and you have your harry's kit right there ready to go and guess what you too you guess that's right you listening to this right now you can also be like Trey. Be smart like Trey. Join the 10 million who tried Harry's. Claim your special trial offer by going to harrys.com slash B-O-M. Here's the deal. Quality, durable blades at a fair price. Just $2 per blade. If you've gone razor shopping, you know. Uh, razor shopping, not sharpening. <laughs> razor shopping, you know $2 per blade is an insanely cheap price. They cut out, they, you ask how do they are they able to do this right is it cheap or something quite the opposite what they've done is they cut out the middleman manufacturing blades in the german blade factory that's been honing precision blades for a century this isn't some fly-by-night thing guys which means you get incredibly high quality blades at factory direct prices harry's is super convenient the blade refills are directly delivered to your door on your schedule with or without a subscription and you can feel good about your purchase because there's a 100% quality guarantee. If you don't love your shave, let them know. They'll give you a full refund. We're basically giving you a free trial of this thing. 1% of the proceeds are set aside for nonprofit organizations devoted to helping provide access to better health care for men and veterans. Again, you're not just doing it to help yourself. You help others. And again, when we think about our veterans, we want them to have the best health care possible. If you don't have the proper health care access, that can be devastating. So here's what I want you guys to do. I want you to go to harrys.com slash BOM and redeem your Harry's trial set. This is what you're going to get. You're going to get a weighted ergonomic handle for a firm grip. You're going to get a five blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade. What that does is less strokes, get that uh, face clean. Rich lathering shave gel with aloe to keep your skin hydrated. Go to harrys.com slash B-O-M. Start shaving better today. Harrys.com slash B-O-M. What's up, guys? What's up, guys? Money. My what's good? What's good, boy? No, the vibes, man. You know what I mean? 
That's good. That's good, man. I know. I know you listening to a lot of Griselda. Oh, so I they dropped two joints in two weeks, man. Listen, man, that catalog that was already a healthy, very healthy catalog is getting crazier by Yo, the fucking So, month. you know, I'm I'm late to, to these yeah. guys, right? Yeah. Like, you know, my cousin's been listening to them since, like, I want to say 15, 16 or whatever. But I'm like... Mm-hmm. You know, I just started, and I went on Spotify, and I'm just like, yo, this is this is a lot. <laughs> oh, that catalog is crazy. I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this. Like, there's a couple key joints that yeah. you should tap in with. Like, I, like I, I'll text you. Like, I'll text you. Yeah, yeah, you know, please like, text me. You know text me. A, I got you. A how-to guide to Griselda Records, you, bro. man. I got you. <laughs> I got you. All right, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Griselda for hey, dummies. What up, what up, what up, Mari? What's good, man? Let me just say this right now, yo, Mari. I know. I see you trying to flex on the gram, like, oh, I, I shape my own shit up. Nigga, Listen, you want to impress man. me? If you want to impress me, fade your shit. If you haven't seen what you're fading, nah, you fade, then nah, it's some Pascal I'm gave himself a taper, I'm, and I was like, oh, you, this thing I'm is tell you it's crazy. So in the middle of me watching like tutorials on like how to, you know, properly line your shit up, because trust me, I ain't going to this shit just like whatever. Line? I'm gonna just do it, wink it, nah. So. You know, fading is like, that shit is crazy. Like, I got to give my barber a little bit more credit. I'm just thinking it's like, yeah, nigga, you do a fade. And that's it. <laughs> yeah, just, just shake yeah. the sides to keep it pushing. That's it. You can't, yeah. How you, I'm looking at these tutorials like, you got to you gotta do what yeah. with the with the who? Oh, nah. Like, nah, down, I'm not doing that shit. Cutting up. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's over for that shit. <laughs> yeah, my, my barber has a, has a weird technique. Like, like, you know how some barbers will... Will fade it as they go, and then some yeah. barbers like my barber will do the. I'm gonna start at the bottom with the full skin part, and then I'll yeah, like, like a half I'll, an inch, inch yeah, and then, and then move yeah, my yeah. way up, yeah. and it always freaks me out because I look at it like ah, oh, nigga, you took off too much. <laughs> <laughs> it works out by the end. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing that. I'm if, if y'all looking for me to fade my own shit is over with for that. Like, but like lining myself up is coming in very clutch because when I go to work. Niggas is out there looking like Geico cavemen and shit. And I'm out here looking, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm looking fresh and all that, you hear me? <laughs> Thanks to B for joining us. And yo, you guys are in for a treat. We brought you Naima. We brought you B. Now we brought you an all-time favorite. Mariano, what's up, man? Welcome back to the pod, bro. You already know, man. I'm here. What's up, man? What's up, people? What's up, G? Yo, so uh, we, we, you know, yesterday, the the biggest event in the world, 7 oh, million man. plus viewers yeah. of two hours, the fastest two hours of my life. Man, uh, listen. The, the last dance was on, and man, they to me, to me, because there's some people out here want to be hipsters. But hold on to me. me. Hold on to me. <laughs> you have to, and it's not free promo. You was invited to a virtual watch party. You got to experience yeah, bro, I, it Chicago style. I, I I wasn't there. Mari was there, though, right? <laughs> what? What you oh, mean? Oh, oh, my bad. Oh, I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah, tripping. You talking about. 
I'm, I'm, I thought you meant the Zoom party. I was like, I no, didn't go no, to no, 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 not the Zoom party. I'm talking about okay. the virtual Twitter yeah, the party. Twitter. Like, yeah, mm, shout out, that. shout out. First of all, shout out to T- TJ at Twitter. Uh, he's the mm. head of Twitter Sports. Anything sports on Twitter, that's him that's running it. And he's a he's a brother. He's a Nigerian brother. So shout out to black people moving up in the world and doing powerful things and having great ideas. And TJ had the great idea of doing a virtual watch party. So he selected some, I guess, basketball Twitter people. Trey, I know you were on the list. I was on the list. Uh, Taylor Rooks was on the list. Uh, Cheney, just people all over. Zach Harper. Mm -hmm. And they sent us uh, some pizza from Lou Malnati's, which Mm -hmm. sounds too much like Illuminati. I don't know if that's on purpose or not. Illuminati! Exactly. Yo, every right? time. Every every time, Ari. <laughs> Kaluminati. That's all yeah. I think of. Every you are uh, you know the real no. <laughs> yeah. And and uh and the and a little flyer with kind of you know thanking us for whatever to for mm-hmm. participating in the conversation, hashtag the last dance. So if you saw me tweet a lot last night, that was me trying to pay off some free pizza I got. <laughs> but yeah, shout out to TJ and everybody over at Twitter. They always they always yeah. um take care of us. But but Mari, I wanna know because you you, you and Trey, y'all are like the, you know, I think we all kind of have appreciation of Michael Jordan in Chicago, but mm-hmm. you guys are big Bulls fans, right? Yeah, you yeah. because your older brothers and Trey mm-hmm. because they wore the right color, I guess. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. Mari, let me start with you, man. How did you, how did you absorb this? How did you watch it? Did you, did you have your kids with you or did you kick everybody out? And yeah. You, you yeah, kind of went so- solo on that. Basically, um, so last night I was at work, so I could like I was I was seeing more of the conversation happening around the dock than like the actual dock, right? Like I would check bits and pieces, um, off the off the app, you know. What I mean, I was watching it. So this morning when I got up, you know, I'm off today. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna just watch this at home in its entirety, both parts. I'm gonna chill, have my son chilling on me and all that. I told my family when I woke up, y'all gonna have to chill for a minute because your know, mic is on, man. That old, old goat is on, you know what I mean? So we gonna we gonna have to. We had to consume this. Um, and like like Amin said, that was the fastest two hours of my life. Like, I, I couldn't believe it. It was very, very well done. I want to say that first. Like, this was, you know, obviously it's one of those things where it's like, how could you mess it up? But it's so easy to mess up something like this. And we've been waiting on this for so long, like a couple years. And, it's, you know, and they moved it up just to give it to And it, it didn't disappoint. Like, that shit was crazy, bro. Like, And I was drinking while I watched it, of course, because why not? It's the GOAT. I mean, he was drinking. Mike's honor, you had to, you know. Yeah, man. absolutely. Oh, he some of those fact. cups were crazy, bro. You see his yeah, eyes, listen. man. Listen. <laughs> he said, when he said he looked at it like, you know, the glass, the glass half full and all that. Like, yeah, I can tell, bro. I see it right there. It's over there. I know. But you know, that was that was the ill part, um, Mari, that you said that it's like it kind of gives you the the the, the uh, a view into the mind of mike like mm-hmm. he's such an optimist for yeah. real like nah, yeah. like i could beat this like this it's going to work out it's going to be better it's going to be this broken foot thing the broken that foot was thing so like you know to me it's we, like we these guys are looking new, at it half empty yeah we had all knew the story and i think that that's the ill part i think my favorite part about it is like a lot of these stories they expounded upon was like um just how he was and like how he handled situations where it was like my whole life, I heard the story about his broken foot and how he wanted to play. I had never heard him actually really go into right. detail. Like, yeah, they said, you know, uh, yeah, you know, they, they gave me a 10 percent chance. And he was like, man, listen, I'm going. And he like, well, if I gave you, a, you know, the pill bottle and 
you know, one of them could kill you. Said shit, it depends on how bad the headache is. I don't, I don't even yeah. know. I don't want to tell you. Like I'm, I'm going out there. <laughs> Yo, Mari, let me let me just say I'm glad you put it in that way because that's been my biggest beef with every hipster on the internet complaining about. Oh, we mm-hmm. already knew this stuff. It's not about you knowing it, or you because you read it somewhere, you nerd. It's about seeing him <laughs> tell that story, exactly. right? And in some of those exactly. cases, some of the stuff was him telling the story or, or you know, someone else telling the story. And some mm-hmm. of the cases was actual footage of us watching this. So, exactly. for instance, the example I give is I always knew it because it wasn't a secret back then. They used to talk about how Michael and Scotty would disrespect the shit out of Jerry Krause's face because they didn't like him and they thought he, right. was, he was messing right. everything up. But it's one thing to know that was true. It's another thing to see Michael Jordan say, yo, what kind of pills are those? They're going to make you taller, no, make you lose weight. Was- he was what? burning him. And I don't think Bro. people really understand how crazy that is. Like, if you work in, like, a, a corporate setting and, like, imagine just, like, the, the best employee there just burning the ball and not, every yo, time. And not, seen, like, like, on some <laughs> friendly, not like we we boys and we just yeah. give each other. Like, I don't like you. And like, I, bro, you he know told I don't him, like you. He, he asked him, he said, Jay, you, you want to do some layers with us? You no, know, they got to load the rim. Like, he, he was burning them every time. Son of man. Every Son single time. Like, and I... I love seeing that part too because it was like, Mike, don't forget, bro. You might see Mike enjoying it, dapping it up with the homies and laughing, but he gonna, he gonna if, if you around and he want to say something to you, you gonna catch it. You gonna catch it straight, like real quick. Yo, Trey, Trey, again, uh, uh, color coordination aside, like what was what was the biggest thing you took away from last night's uh, documentary? Well, I was 13 when this actually happened. So I was like, all this was just kind of like flashback stuff. But like my crazy shit was like, I bugged out about Pip. Like I oh, always yeah. heard the backstories and obviously, you know, you, you work with homie, but um, he had me hot. Honestly. I mean, I always am pro. Really? Yeah. 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 I was, I was pissed because I just was like, really? all right, the whole hot girl summer stuff, like, bro, like, I mean, I know Shaq did it before, but, like, him saying, like, I wasn't about to miss summer. Like, I'm going to have my surgery after. You know what I'm saying? And then also him wanting to trade. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't, you know what I mean? It's not anybody else's fault you signed a bad deal. Mike was in bad deals until he finally, you know, reconstructed some one-year 30 mil stuff. But all in all, um, it was it was drama out. Like, you know what I mean? Which we needed. And I, like, I, knew, I always knew Michael, Michael Jordan was, like, an asshole. But I really love seeing him curse. I really like, love seeing him pick on Jerry Krause. Like, I, I I didn't really know too much about Krause. I heard, like, crazy-ass stories from, like, former players and shit like that. But it really bugged me out seeing Mike, like, goof around or, like, saying, like, hey, I need this treatment. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, he was just – he was being <laughs> really, like, open, like, showing Yo. a real unlocked Michael Jordan. And Trey, when he uh, when he nodded, when dude was like, "Can you sign this?" and he, he nodded to the translator, like, "You know the vibe." Like he looked at him like, Not right now. It was like, "You know what's up." Uh, so I had PTSD off of that. His hand up, like, all right. I actually tried to get Mike to sign something in '09, and uh, uh, he, he didn't even, al- al- even allow me to get to six feet. Bro, listen, I'm gonna tell you, you know, the funniest, the funniest Wait, shit involving Mike that I heard was um. It was, it was actually from Rick Ross. I don't know if y'all seen that clip from Deezus and Mero's show. Shout out to Deezus and Mero. Um, there was a clip where Rick Ross was like, he got a rule. Every time he in the same room as Mike, he turns his back to him. So he don't even give Mike a chance to, like, dub him. <laughs> and he was like, and then, you know, and then they start laughing. He was like, he was like, no, I don't want the gift pack. I don't want none of that shit. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's funny, man. Yo, no, it's Mike crazy. Mike Pence social distancing, man. Shout out to him for yeah. being, a, you know, innovative <laughs> ahead of his time, man. Shout out to Mike. Do you think Chameleonaire is gonna make this this? Uh, that's what I'm saying. You gotta have oh. Justin Timberlake in there. You gotta have Chameleonaire. In there. <laughs> got to, yeah, yeah. You got to. <laughs> I mean, Way more relevant. Know, Way more relevant. I don't man. know. I don't know if Chameleonaire. I mean, they, they both had brands. I don't know. That's it's, it's tough. But it's you know what? Chameleonaire is so successful now. Like it's an embarrassing story, but maybe he'll just be like, you know what? I'm not. No, it's a, like opposed he, to telling it. He's, he's but he's told a story before, and 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 yeah. he, he told. I think he has the right. The right uh, attitude about it is like it's kind of funny because it's again it's not like he went up to to like you know Kyle Kuzma and this shit happened. Right, right. <laughs> Michael Jordan like Michael Jordan's at the level like if you get sunned by Michael Jordan it's like well, yeah it happens. It's a right of passage, yeah. damn near. Yeah, no, <laughs> right of passage. Yeah, I mean, like a lot of people got them stories like yeah, Mike was he did this and he said that you know if you you were part of the you know what I mean you part of his collection. The collection, yo, yo, Trey. I want to go it. back on on the Scottie Pippen thing, man. Because here, here's my thing. He signed a deal, and and again, I like I work with Pip. I didn't know all that stuff about his family. I had, I know like he, okay, he grew up pulling on this but like yeah. people in the house, two people in the house in a wheelchair, like yeah. that shit. Like I was like, oh man, I I just felt so bad. I mean, I've even met his his brothers and stuff at at the uh, All Star Weekend in, in L. A. A couple of years ago, and I, I didn't know. Um, the other thing I didn't know is I knew he had the growth spurt, mm-hmm. but I didn't know he started as equipment manager. So I was like, I thought he. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, go, no, go ahead, because because it was an NAIA school at the time, and I know you played it in an NAIA school. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know if you you had any kind of like any secrets or insights about that. So um, the fact that he had zero scholarships um, kind of makes sense, and again. That was that was a big boom for NAIA because NAIA you can actually be a older guy, the clock does not exist. NAIA is kind of like pro Mormon because when guys go on their retreats, they're about twenty six, and they're probably the only players that actually their clock freezes for the NCAA and they can come back old as hell and play. Now for people that just got out of jail, people that are trying to turn their lives around and still want to hoop, NAIA is the place for you. You know what I'm saying? And that's how I ended up in the NAIA to finish out my career because my clock basically ended. I kept getting hurt. Um, I had to sit out with a heart murmur and things of that nature. So the fact that Scotty obviously didn't get his growth spurt until maybe sophomore or freshman year, um, he was 6'1 to 6'7. That's like a lot of people don't get that outside of him and Dennis Rodman. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and David Robinson. Um, But in those scenarios, and NAIA school is not really allowed to have more than 5,000 students. So you're basically running the town of whatever you stand at. You know what I mean? Like when I was in Forest City, it was the Winnebago where the, you know, the, the Winnebago's pretty much. That's where they wow. create them at. Wow. I didn't know that. The football team was most of the population of the city. The only crime in the city where I was at was a cat stuck in a tree. We would get text yeah. alerts. If somebody actually like got out of jail and it was a warning, like, hey, this person has a, like a, a a bad rap sheet. So look out for him. You know what I'm saying? Like they were sent like out the, a, a, a school wide text. No you said what? She was like Martin with Mad Dog No Good had got exactly. out. Exactly. That's, that's a great reference, by the way. Um, but it really it really bugged out. And, 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 and to get back onto uh, Pippin's story, you know, not having financial literacy. And coming from poverty and also being the breadwinner, 
to to still hold your family like his parents and, yeah. and stuff like that were in wheelchairs and things of that nature and you have to imagine that stuff um but then having someone you trust like a financial advisor or a an agent yeah. and and not to really dip in his business but he was encouraged wrong so when he signed that well, no. deal so so that to to be clear there his agent said told him not to take a deal that long either right um and and he said he wanted the security. Yeah, so that's he, wanted, why he, he wanted the security. But he also didn't know how it worked. Um, you know what I'm saying? How the system worked and then watching guys like Big Dog come in and make 100 Watching right. people get Garnett money and, and things of that nature. Yeah, and then you crazy. watch it and you're like top five basketball players in the world. And you're making, I mean, no disrespect to his contract. Reinsdorf was grimy for that, though. No, I mean, okay, so 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 let me look. So this, 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 is, this is where I'm on a pushback, right? A, given where he came from and the number of people counting on him, I don't think you can ever, when you're in that situation, gamble and be like, well, I'm going to be great. Because he said it's like, what if I get hurt? Yeah. What right, if like, right. all this shit ends? So like, I can't right, right, say right. no to this kind of money. $18 million is still $18 million, right? But the other <laughs> thing is, and this is a great contrast with the Marbury documentary, right? Mm-hmm. In the Marbury documentary, Kevin Garnett gets $126 million, the biggest contract in sports history. And then th- that year, there's a lockout. And when they come out, they're maximum salaries. So when Marbury's up, he gets the max, but the max is like 70. So Marbury's salty, and everyone's telling him, bro, how, why are you salty at, at the Timberwolves? Like, it's not like they're holding on to money. This, this is the most the rules allow for you to get paid. It's ridiculous to be mad at us at the, at your management for quote unquote underpaying you, even if you were as good as Garnett. Right. Right. In this case, those rules did not exist. So there were a lot more flexibility in the collective bargaining agreement. They could have restructured his deal if they wanted to. And so there's a point where you, just because you don't have to do anything, doesn't mean you shouldn't do it because if everybody's happy, we can keep this thing going. Right. Um, and the Bulls, because they wanted to flex and like to show off their dick size pretty much in negotiation, didn't do it. And that, to me, ended any chance that this thing could keep going. Yeah. And uh, and so um, we had Roger Bell on the radio uh, with me on Zach's show on Sirius XM. And Roger told a story. And it, to me, I won't lie. I got a little uncomfortable because I know exactly the story. I was there. Well, Raja said, I signed my deal. I would, I was like a part-time starter in this league. I really didn't have much money uh, to, to, to my name. Signed a five-year deal with the Suns. Like, that's finally like $4 million a year. Bought my mom a house and my dad moved them out of Miami Gardens and everything's great. So two years in, I'm all NBA fir- uh, first team defense and I led the NBA in three-pointers. And I realized I'm ridiculously underpaid. Yep. So he, he goes to... Um, Robert Sarver, the owner, and he says, I, I want to like renegotiate or get an extension or whatever so I get more money. And Robert says to me, he says, we had lunch, and he said, this to, he said this to me over Cobb salad. He said, Roger, you're right. You are ridiculously underpaid, and, and you deserve more, um, but we're not going to do that. Do you want to know why? And Roger says, why? He said, because I don't have to. And now Roger tells a story and he's telling a story to illustrate, look, man, that's just the business. And I'm just Roger Bell, let alone like you would think Scottie Pippen would get a little bit more leeway as a a great player and had already won championships for him. But I'm here to say that 
the difference is also Rogers like 30 something at the time. Yeah. Scotty's in his prime and he's a hall of famer. He's, right. he's a top right. 50 player. If you take care of him, I'm not saying to the point where you can't sign other players anymore, but if you take care of him a little bit, you can keep this thing going. Yeah. Right. And, and, and that's why I'm like, even though, yes, Scotty signed the deal, he should know that all that. The Bulls, just because you don't have to do anything, if you do the right thing, you keep this winning yeah. situation where everyone's making a shit ton of money off of this and y'all keep winning, they could have kept it rolling and instead they didn't. I mean, we haven't uh, did this in a long time. Oh, Honestly, we ain't did this not- in a long time, but uh, Rob, cue the Boston Nova. Oh, 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 yeah. Okay, here we go. What's up? Nigga, you know what you gonna be after that? If I find that nigga gonna be Scarface after that. <laughs> they made a draft. No, wait, hold on. We, right gotta, we, we gotta get back out of the. Nova, we never. We oh, never. And we're back. black. Um, right. Mari, I got a serious question, and I, I, okay. I'm really since you're on and you're the res, you know, I mean, obviously, I'll never get it fucked up. Detroit first before Atlanta, um, mm-hmm. but the governor of Atlanta, I mean of Georgia. Yeah. Made a huge, 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 huge decision to reopen the mm-hmm. state on Friday. Sort of. How yeah. do you feel as a <clears throat> father, as a essential worker, as a like everything? You got people yeah. in your life that you really care That's about, new. and you have to think about the situation of like how reckless Georgia is. Now you've lived in Georgia yeah. for a, a good amount of years, but what mm-hmm. do you Eight think the reaction is going to be? When shit opens up on Friday, is it going to be crazy? Is people going to be smart? Or do you fear like, do you think like you're going to have to do like when you're buying a new iPhone, you're like, no, nah, I'm going to wait for that shit to six months to come out and then I'm a cop because it's you know, a few bugs. Sure. Yeah. So w- when I saw the news earlier, I immediately like reached out to a couple of the homies who I know down here. You know what I mean? Like in, you know, we kind of talked about it and they had the same, you know, the same uh, reaction I had where it was like, nah, fuck all that. Like, I don't. I don't care what they're reopening, barbershops, um, nail salons, both, whatever they're reopening, I'm not going. Like, I'm not with it. I'm still going to be playing home games like Avon told Stringer to do. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not going. Because it's like, <clears throat> this thing is not figured out yet by a long shot. I think that what's going on, what you're seeing right now is reaction to, like, you're caving to what the people are, like, you know, down here begging for, they're asking for, and, you know, whatever, when it's like, it's not up to them. They, they don't have the answers. Like, they don't have a solution. None of this stuff is figured out. We're not in the clear at all. So what I what I anticipate is that a lot of people will be out here in these streets moving like it's normal. They're going to be moving like it's just, like it is what it is. You know what I mean? Like, everything's back to normal just because they said so, which to me makes no sense because any other situation that goes on, people like, don't trust the government. The government is lying. It's that and the third. But when the government says you're safe to go back outside, you're just going to believe them because you want to. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's, it's one of those type of things. Like, and I'm, you know, again, I, I have to go out. I have to go to work. I'm an essential worker. I'm in the, you know, food supply industry. Um, So, you know, going out the house, I stay in the house anyway. I'm a homebody just by nature. I know that there's a lot of people who aren't, like a lot of people that are extroverts who need to get out of the house, who, you know, they, they have to be on the scene. Like, and I understand that. But this is not a time for you to put that, you know, at the forefront and just, you know, say to hell with precautions and being safe. Because like you said, I got a family at home, people I care about, a lot of people that I care about here. And it's like, I I, I hope, I hope that a lot of other people share my sentiment. So if there's anybody listening that's down here in Atlanta, like you in Georgia and you hear this shit, like, bro, do not fall for that. Don't, 
Don't just start going back out into the streets like it's all good. It's not all good. It's not going to be all good for a while, like probably for a while. You know what I mean? It's just it's it's, it's really sad like, and it's scary because it's like, damn, you about to do this this soon for real? Like, that's crazy. Yeah, that's, that's the funniest thing is like this is the same governor who like three weeks ago didn't know that asymptomatic carriers. Yeah. Exist. I'm like, bro, you exactly. just learned how are you now you qualified to say that everything is safe. You just you still bro. learning about shit that we've been known about. That's so crazy to me, dog. Like it's you know, and because I'm taking a risk every time I go to work. Like I don't know who's been exposed to this because, like you said, there are people who are asymptomatic who may be spreading this shit. You know what I mean? Like you, yep. like you really don't know. You really have uh, no idea. So it's like opening. They opening gyms. I'm like the that's, gym. Yo, that is that's the, the worst, thing, bro. That is the craziest thing to me, man. My last like, thing, Mari, is mm-hmm. have you met a conflict? And I had a conflict with my friends right now because obviously me and Amin are, are in Arizona and we're probably yeah. next. Um, do you have a conflict with any of your friends that you're having a serious conversation about staying home and and it's a conflict? Because do you have any friends that saying, oh, well, shit, I'm about to go get a cut Friday? Yeah, I, listen, I have friends who birthdays are coming up within like the next month and they like, yo, we should go out. And I was like, dog, n- no. Like, hell no. Like, you like you bugging out. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, go out where? First of all, like, everything is closed. And even if it was open, why would you want to go there? Like, I, like I'm not doing it. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you want to go, that's on you, bro. Like, you you a grown man. I can't stop you. I will not try, but I'm I'm not going to do it. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's one of those type of situations where it's like people trying to... It, it's only been like one instance. Like you said, to, to, to your question, like, it's not... It's not like I'm... Every every time I turn around, I gotta tell one of my friends to you know, cause for the most part they holding it down. Like they like, yeah, now nah, we in the house, we chilling. I'm with the family. Most of them have kids, you know, like I do. So they're not trying to endanger their family and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I'm 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 not going. Like I'm I'm not going. I hope they ain't going either. Like, I hope they change their mind about this shit. To be honest. All right, man. That's gotta that's gonna do it for us here on Black Opinions Matter. Man, what a show. Thank you. To Black Trey, thank you, uh, Jerv, thank you, Waz, thank you, Mariano, thank you, special guest B, Naima, thank you, Rob Lopez, for producing it. Thank you, of course, as always, the listener, for listening and subscribing and, and uh, rating it and sharing it with your friends and telling your friends to subscribe and rate and leave comments and reviews. We appreciate all that. As always, everybody stay safe. Uh, you know, you just heard Mariana talk about it. Stay home, stay safe, and uh, we'll, we'll catch up with y'all next week. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working... The HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.